Petersfield's Shine Radio. Growing Together with Anne-Marie Powell and Claire Dennis. Hello and thank you for joining us in this month's Growing Together. I'm Claire Venice and I'm with, as always, the lovely Anne-Marie Powell. Hi Anne-Marie, how Um, are you? I'm good and hello to everybody listening. Thank you so much for for hanging out with us today. And we're out and about, aren't we Claire? We are, we are. We're not in Anne-Marie's garden as we normally are or in your front room, which we were last month because it was raining. And although it is spitting slightly, we are back at the Petersfield Community Garden with some lovely volunteers here and it's oh I don't know about you Amory but it's fantastic to be back here I know it's a bit drizzly but when you walk through that gate the life the pollinators everything that I've been thinking I want more of them this year and where are they I know where they are now they're not in my garden in sheet they're all here at the community garden in sheet so it's just spectacular and I just love how you've let all the grass grow long and it's just studded by so many gorgeous plants We love it and this year with the weather the the grass has just grown really long in that last load of rain that we had it just went vroom up and um, all the flowers they're mainly self-seeded but we try and control them a little bit but they are looking really stunning and as you it is as you come through that gate it's just beautiful isn't it and with the thalictrums up in the hedge there and all the oxide daisies and the blue geraniums it's just lovely lupins and valerian and chives and my word it's absolutely spectacular well these lovely alliums coming up as well and through if you've done it on purpose to bring the pollinators in because it eases maintenance but it, you know that's what's so spectacular i think just coming in even in this drizzle the bees are buzzing around and that helps your veg grow doesn't it yes when the, when the garden was designed by emily and camilla the idea was to have a pollinator garden and that's what we have and it's it's just it just lives itself marvellous. Well thanks so much Sue for having us here. I mean we came in December so it wasn't the best time to visit the garden although we had a lovely warm welcome from you all. Fire going as well. We did have a fire going and so we're really lucky that Sue is back with us. Sue is chair of the Petersfield Garden here and also Alex and Leslie have joined us who we spoke to in December. So it's really great to catch up with you all again. Tell us what's been going on at the garden since we last saw you. So we, yeah, there's a few things that have really developed. So we've now got um, a pond as well in the corner. It's been hidden with all the lovely flowers. And we've also been looking at what we can do to develop the garden as well. So one of the ideas is having a structure and we've got designs and we've looked at local companies to make this basically a roundhouse to be used by the garden users. Sue has got a lovely drawing (laughs) oh i can hear that drawing being unfurled it's too exciting not to have a look at great tell us about that so it is a roundhouse and it's about five meters in diameter and we're hoping to go in the far corner on that way and the hope is that even like days that it's raining people could still come out and use the garden also the idea is that we hope other services can come and use the garden. We've also started to develop connections with social prescribing, hopefully connection with Artscape as well. So come and using the garden and having a structure. So we're at the moment of fundraising and well, looking at grants and things like that. So that's kind of the two massive things. I think we've really tried to look at 
what can we do to develop the garden and open it up to the rest of the community. Five metre structure is really quite large, so you can get quite a few people in there, can't you? Outside of, you know, when we come out of social distancing, which hopefully won't be too much longer now. The reason that we went for five metres was we have a social circle here and we felt that if it's round, it is just more social as a circle. And we just measured where we were sitting and it was five metres. So we thought, let's go with it. Also, this structure will be open-sided, so it will be covid safe. And it is a little bit of a walk up to the garden, and you want to know that you can shelter when you get here, or that there's a space to shelter or to meet. And since we've been thinking about it, we've been going, oh, it's a shame we haven't got a shelter today, as we're trying to pot up (laughs) plants that we're trying to grow. Yeah, or it's really hot, and we want to have some shade while we work. Yeah, we're really excited about it. So you're fundraising for that now, at the moment? Yes. What, what are you doing to raise the funds for that? Is there anything we can help with or get involved with or tell people about? Well, at the moment, we can't do a lot of active fundraising out and around. So we're just developing ideas and we have our treasurer, Malinka, who's great at looking for grants and she's making links with different grant people like South Downs and EHTC. But if anyone knows any other fundraising opportunities or people who wish to donate, we'd be very grateful. And how do they get in touch with you? If they just look us up online, they'll find Peaceful Community Garden. It's got an email or we've got a Facebook and an Instagram account. I think it's really interesting, Alex, going back to what you just mentioned about the social prescribing as well, because we did touch on that last time we were here in December and Sarah, who was here, was was talking about that, particularly after the year that we've been through. We've definitely had one person who stayed during the COVID and everything. We did have a few others, but unfortunately, because of having to self-isolate or moving out of the area, unfortunately, they haven't come back. But we've recently, me and Sue, met with the social prescribers to reconnect with them and also offering the space not just to the people that they would refer to, also them as practitioners themselves coming and using the garden. And I think they were talking about team meetings and things like that to use this garden. We spent some of the time sitting in the orchard, which was lovely as well. Good to hear. I mean, <laughs> we, need the, we need the shelter now, Sue. I'm laughing because it has just started to really, really pour. I don't know if you can hear it. No, I'm sure you can. Fine, I've got my waterproofs on. I love this social prescribing idea because there's been a lot of governmental campaigning to make sure that people are really aware about how horticulture does really affect your health and well-being. And the fact that you can come somewhere like this and actually give some of your time, feel a lot better and learn something is quite an extraordinary gift. It's been a year on since the new allotments have been added, so that's impressive as well. Yesterday evening the um, cubs were here. They were such fun. And they came to help us and we had various jobs lined up with little descriptions of how to do them and they just set to. I think they had every rake and hoe out of the um, shed and they cleared this bed and they cleared another bed up there and they sowed seeds and this weather is, I mean, what a time to sow seeds, warm and wet. 
that's going to be great. Then they all uh, toasted marshmallows around the fire and they had so much fun. It was a joy to pick up on their energy. It was really lovely. And they want to come back. <laughs> well, quite right. So why wouldn't we? <laughs> I do think it's lovely to come back because I always think it's brilliant actually to see a garden when it's not looking at its best. So when we came in December, I think that's glorious because now we can really see everything just come to life. So the difference is just fantastic. And I can see you've still got plenty to be potting on and planting into the ground and you've got all this successional growing on and that's what gardening is, isn't it? It's all about succession and the yeah. next thing. And it's lovely to hear you talking to the, to the cubs because they're our next little gardening seedlings, aren't they, actually? They were so good. They, a lot of them knew exactly what to do. They were very impressive. And one or two just wanted to watch for a while and then they joined in and others were like, they were just kids having fun. It was great. We have a lad who is 16, 17 and he comes and helps us for his Gold Duke of Edinburgh and he does loads of work for us. He's really happy to take on all the heavy work. He's happy to take on anything. It's marvellous. And I bet he gets a lot of joy out of it. Do you load him up with loads of edibles to take home? Well, we haven't been able to in the winter, but now we can. Yeah. Absolutely. So what have you got just coming into fruit and flower? Because it's been a funny old spring, hasn't it? But what are you cropping right now? Oh, the best thing, strawberries. And then rhubarb. One of our members likes to um, make a strawberry and rhubarb crumble. Delicious. That's so funny because I made one at the weekend. And it's weird because you wouldn't think about warm strawberries. But actually together it is lovely with a little bit of orange zest or orange juice in with the strawberries and the rhubarb. It's a really lovely summer pudding. That's really I, funny. <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. Yeah, me uh, for me it was delicious. like, what a waste of strawberries. But she swears by it. So, and the other great thing, broad beans. Alex sowed some broad beans for us. The voles took them about, well, we think they were voles, maybe squirrels. <laughs> No, I have had issues with my broad beans. <laughs> I planted loads out, half got eaten, put some more out, all got eaten. <laughs> so what I've got survived. <laughs> but they taste oh fresh new broad beans, they what are the best. Are they? Can you remember? Are they aquidulci, have you grown them over the winter? Or? Some we grew over the winter but put in late, so I think the voles were getting a little bit but they didn't touch the spinach though, because we co-parented them with spinach, and the spinach they haven't they haven't really touched the spinach. Oh, okay. So oh. that's cordon bleu. Got a taste then, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They're very yeah. picky. Yeah. <laughs> it, we think it was false. Might have been squirrels. We don't know. Yeah. Mm. It was a bit disheartening. You come and you find, oh, there's a hole. <laughs> <laughs> and we're picking gorgeous lettuces. Can you see them there? I can. Yeah. Look at them. Yeah, fantastic. That's really gorgeous. And in your greenhouse, you have strawberries in hanging baskets, I see. Yes. yes. I really recommend trying to get a hanging basket full of strawberries, even if you haven't got a greenhouse, put one in your porch or something. They are, um, they've, they've come on a month ahead of the others. It keeps all the yeah. slugs off as well if they're hanging, doesn't it? Yeah. So Because yeah. the slugs love them if they're and, on the ground. And up here, the voles. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got your onions already drying? We've got one set of, we've got Japanese, they're Japanese onions, yeah. so they're completely new to us. So at the weekend, we harvested half the beds and we've, yes, we've still got another bed and we've got garlic as well. Mm. I think that's got a bit more time to go, but 
<laughs> yes. Even me, because I grew Japanese onions for the first time this year, so red ones too. And I'm just thinking, hmm, maybe I should dig mine up then. Wow. <laughs> it's quite nice. It, it's hard to know because we've never grown them before. And um, you're looking at them and they're starting to flower and you think, hmm, that's not right. And they're getting quite big, so we thought, we've got other onions coming on for the summer. Let's just, let's eat them. It also makes space for more stuff in the ground, hey? Because yeah, you yeah. get impatient, don't you? I'm getting very impatient with my broad beans at the moment because I want to get the next thing in. <laughs> well, it is all behind, isn't it? It definitely is all behind. Yeah, a good two, three weeks, I I've think. I've got loads of scapes coming on my garlic. What would you recommend I do with those? Ah, I would cut them and then I would cook, just toss them quickly in a pan and then use it as a garnish on something. Oh, handy tip. Like an omelette maybe. Also, yeah, yeah. What's also been a growing is asparagus. Ooh, oh, I remember gosh. seeing, yes, oh, I remember seeing words. the plot last year. Has it been year? great? It good? Both it's plots been, have been good. Yeah. And the oldest plot has now got the biggest, fattest asparagus. We've just picked one plot for the first time and the other one is really, really, really delicious. How long have you had the asparagus in the ground then? Because it takes a number of years, doesn't it, for the asparagus to, to get going? Um, we sowed it a seed 2014 and then it went in. So we've been picking it for about at least four or five years. You couldn't get asparagus recently for love nor money anywhere because it's been a weird spring <laughs> again, so I say that. So, and so it's just lovely to be able to pick your own. I wish I had the space. So I'm really jealous of your asparagus. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> Well, we I'm, I'm, I'm getting thinking, like, do you have to have an entire bed? Maybe you can just have a little plant, one odd plant in your garden or two odd plants randomly. Yeah, Because they're very pretty. But what we do is we interplant the asparagus with tomatoes. And I think as the asparagus grow up, we, we stop picking them at the end of June. And as the asparagus grow up... I think they act like a big blanket for the tomatoes. And we did it for the first time last year and the tomatoes were just fabulous. Mm. Scrummy. That mm. does sound good. Mm. Have you had a lot of black fly and aphids this year? Because that just seems to be prolific everywhere. Have you Only noticed a lot of that? Or Broad beans we have. Yeah, some yeah. of them. But not more than usual. But the oxide daisies are doing their job and they're, they're going on to those. And I do see a lot of black fly around. And then the other thing we have is... I call it the ladybird bush. Right by our gate, on the right, is a blackthorn bush that I always hack back because I think it's nasty, people scratch themselves. And then it always feels ill-treated and gets um, a lot of aphids on it. And then the ladybirds come, so I call it the ladybird bush. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing with this kind of gardening where you've got all of this different sort of plant material going on and you're letting things go to flower. Like asparagus is beautiful mm. when you just let it go a little bit as well. And it just creates this kind of huge biodiverse ecosystem. It's living, breathing kind of mm. entity of its own. So the pests tend to look after each other, don't they? Wonderful thing to do and your pond is going to help even more isn't it yeah leslie and i were trying to film a it, it was like a dragonfly it might have been a damselfly but we're going to have to learn all about which one's which but it was it was a joy to see a couple of them chasing each other and the other lovely thing this year is that the orchard the leaves of, and branches are growing over each other almost and there's a gorgeous shade in there in the last week the shade has just been perfect to sit and chat and you just relax and you suddenly see little birds up in the trees and it's so relaxing it's nice did you have much blossom 
on your fruit trees, on your apple trees or pear trees this year? Because that's something I've noticed. In my garden, some have had blossom and some really didn't have much at all. And so I'm just wondering if, again, this, this strange weather has made a difference with regards to fruit this year. The plum trees all had lots of blossom and then the apple trees were really quite slow, really late to blossom. And then when they did, they were marvellous, but it was really short-lived. And then... I think because it suddenly got hot and then all of a sudden they blossomed again and the tree there that's Alfred Turner I love the names of apple trees mm-hmm. that one um, has blossomed the best we've ever seen it but there are one or two who I agree haven't blossomed very well at mm. all it'll be interesting to see isn't it because I, I do <laughs> I go around the garden as I'm sure everyone does who enjoys gardening and just sort of check and have a look and see and I, I know about I've got a couple of espalier apple trees in the back garden actually last year had loads of little baby fruit coming out this time of year and I don't think I've seen one so it's a little bit sad but I guess that will happen. that's what happens isn't it there's always next year isn't there is the thing so that's what keeps you going (laughs) yeah and some things will do really well as a result of the weather we've had and some things won't have you noticed an increase of people coming here and taking part in your community garden yes definitely it's been really lovely and I'd just like to say everybody's welcome and it's free and just drop in on a Wednesday afternoon we're here from 2 and on a Saturday morning we're here from 10 and just come for as long or as short as you like or just come and wander around and now is a really lovely time to come and enjoy looking at all the blossoms and if you just want to come and read a book and sit in the orchard that's great I know there are people in the town without gardens so it's, it's just lovely if you want to come and use the space and the other day I was, came up as watering and there were two people playing their little whistles in the orchard. It sounded wonderful. So it's, it's, you know, if you do live in a flat and you can't play, you don't want to annoy the neighbours. It's another option, isn't it? Yeah, and I have to say, I mean, we haven't visited very often, but it's very welcoming. But you're not in people's faces either, so which is so lovely is the thing. Because I think it could be quite overwhelming to come somewhere new and think, oh my goodness, what well, you know, I'm going to go there, what's going to happen? But it's very chill and everyone has their own favorite some people prefer potting on some people prefer raking if you want to do this you're more than welcome to do that if you don't want to then that's perfectly fine and come in as long or as little as you as you like another great thing about this community space is all the advice and tips and chat that you get here i imagine i mean just talking to you now you know i've already garnered some you know great tips that is a, is a fantastic thing because you can't always read about that you can't always find that or it takes a long time to find that this spring leslie saw an advert for sheep school and uh, it was from the atkinson farm in east Mean. and so i went and collected loads of bags of sheep's wool and uh, he said it's good for the garden you know so um we had some horse muck that was quite dry so I thought I'll put it on top and it'll keep it moist and it'll help rot it down and I put um, a bit of chicken wire netting over it well the birds in the spring they had such fun I think every rook around here must have the best nest going because they took it all (laughs) they're all that we put out and then we put more out and what is really interesting when we've just been planting out the courgettes is the area where the sheep's wool was was the most moist of the whole bed and the sheep's wool is supposed to help retain moisture and it's supposed to make it more unpleasant for slugs and snails to crawl across don't know if it's true but we did put it all around the lettuce bag and they've all survived yeah they have it's quite it's it's interesting might be coincidence and another fun thing we've done is we've made a new pumpkin bed 
on down from the potato bed and we've literally just tipped twigs and we've, there's been a few fires there and there's a load of compost moved down and just old stuff and you think well pumpkins will grow in anything and we just moved it all there and Leslie and I were planting them out and it was really hot. We put our trousers in and the ground was completely moist underneath. So I just get excited about silly things these days. <laughs> I don't think it's silly at all. It is exciting. It's just what I think it is, quite honestly. It's, I think that's the wonderful thing about gardening is you've always got something to be excited about. <laughs> you know. Like personally, I've learned so much and I have confidence, but I've actually taken up my own plot. I managed to get a um, allotment for myself so I have been putting those skills into practice in on my own it does give you that confidence to skill learning from everyone else I say a year ago I probably would have said might not be able to plant on anything or importantly know what it is <laughs> how exciting that is amazing congratulations so do you still come here as yes, well I oh my yes goodness. I do <laughs> yes I do because um, mine's uh, needs a lot of work it hasn't been worked for nine months or something so Mine's still in baby stages, so I still like coming here. I live in the flat in in middle of Petersfield, so it is my my garden, yeah, and my social network as well. There's something special, isn't there, about coming to a place that you love and spending time in. So, Leslie, we spoke to you last time we came here, and you you were new to the garden, and you're still here and and thriving. I hope. Yeah, I'm uh, enjoying it. Yeah, my species coming along, talking to my friends in the garden recap but you had a tomb on my heart that's yeah and you had problems with your motor skills yeah 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 but coming here has yeah yeah has helped that that's really good to hear you look really well (laughs) it's really nice to see you again yeah thank you (laughs) do you come here every week i come uh wednesdays sometimes saturday yeah and is there anything any particular area you enjoy working on more than than others planting yeah. Oh, so you've been really useful in the last couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like planting. What are you looking forward to eating of the, of the things that you've planted? Asparagus mm. and um, raw beans. Yes, raw beans. Yeah. And good. <laughs> let Alex know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's wonderful. I think that you know plants and places like this don't exist without people do they and it's just such a joy to have something like this that you can come to and it's plants people and it's pleasure really isn't it yeah the three p's three p's (laughs) so what's new this year what are you trying out we're trying a different variety of winter squash and what's what variety of squash have you got here i think it's ushikuri okay i think that's a really good one not too big, which is good. Last year we had really quite big ones and people were ooh, a bit reluctant to take them because mm. they were challenged to cut. <laughs> mm. So okay. I thought we'd try something. It's always nice to have something different, isn't it? And we've got lots of different flowers this year. We've got nigellas. And one of our gardening friends has brought up extra from her little sowings and it's quite fun planting those out. Normally we just do calendulas, but this year we've got marigolds. And we've got, we've got different sweet corn this year. And we've actually got our winter veg going at the right time. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> we've got someone who, who's planted it out and he just loves doing that sort of thing. It's hard to get the men to come to a, a radio chat, I'm sorry. <laughs> there are men who come to the garden. We've had great sowings this year, but between us all, we've muddled all the labels up. And in our winter veg bed, we know we've got cabbages. I think we can recognise those, but we are not sure which are the kales and which are the sprouts. So I think 
another week or two it they will get to be obvious which are which and we had the same issue with the tomatoes they were all plunged up and labelled really nicely and then I tripped over the whole lot that had been sown <laughs> and then we re-sowed them a bit and then they were potted on and it's always at the potting on stage that we lose the labels and we've got Marman tomatoes, Garden's Delight and a golden something or other. We haven't had the golden one before so we'll see how that one is. I love the yellow tomatoes. I think they're sort of juicier and tastier than the reds actually. And you see the two tall leeks that are going up to flower? Yes. We thought they looked good and we are hoping to collect the seed from them. Never done that before. That's interesting because I haven't done that before and I do tend to let a few leeks go to flower because I love them, you know, like, like all alliums, they just have fantastic flowers, don't they? And I let them go to seed and sometimes they just, again, sow themselves and up pops another one the next year. It's sort of this lovely cycle that they do, but I've actually, I have never dried them out to plant for myself, so that would be interesting to see. Maybe I should try as well, we'll have an experiment. We'll let you know. Yes, do. <laughs> It is lovely. But we do have gooseberries coming on, uh, black currants, red currants, tayberries, loganberries, and there'll be autumn raspberries as well. So we're um, very lucky people. How, yeah, how do you divide the produce up then? So whoever comes on that day, um, we harvest, we divide it between everyone. The asparagus, we took a small amount and then one person had it and then a different person had it. The other week because so. everybody wants the asparagus of course <laughs> fortunately there are two that don't oh wow that's lucky <laughs> isn't it lucky yeah no i think it's fabulous i think it's just lovely and and you know all this rain so we've all got our raincoats on and brollies haven't we and it just it's so good everything's just you can see it just sucking it all up and it eventually we'll be able to eat it yeah, exactly. <laughs> which nothing bad in that is there we put straw down this year in quite a few places just because when we come up here we, we want to be able to enjoy ourselves and not have to water 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 all the time so we are experimenting with that and actually we we don't regularly water these areas now they've only only just started that's interesting i've not seen that you can put grass clippings down as well so and that would just keep the moisture in it's a mulch really so anything you can use compost as a mulch so and that will keep going back into the soil just anything to just keep those roots nice and you know lovely and 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 i think it it, damp with the the wind going on them not that Mm. we've had a lot of wind but just take it away yeah yeah it was down so it's all good it's all feeding that engine of the soil isn't it and that's the answer does lie in the soil with gardening doesn't it every time strawberries and then thought let's use it yeah Yeah. and it's lovely that you can do things like that because i wouldn't do it at home because i'd be like nah it looks too messy but here it doesn't matter does it it's part of the fun you can use all sorts of things in a in a gorgeous recyclable you know reduce reuse recycle way you've got some cut flowers going on there as well haven't you so you've got a cut flower bed i've just noticed there that is um sarah grew some sweet william from seed last year and they look just so colourful don't they yeah I mean it all looks colourful really do you tend to collect seed then obviously you mentioned about trying the leeks is that something that you have done in the past and want to continue is that something new that you're going to to try and do more we have tried to do it and I think we're going to try and do more of it we might try with a few broad beans as well and our run of beans we always keep the seed from and they're always fabulous 
and I think maybe the peas so we got really fresh peas each year I think it's something we develop really mm. and we've collected fennel and we've collected dill seed that works really well I'm always really scared to collect seeds to be honest with veg so I really am because I'm just so scared that it won't come you know so I almost always just buy them new every single year it's terrible really isn't it but I'm just so nervous that if I sow it and put all that time into it that it won't come up it won't be viable for any reason okay. so and it's it's frightening isn't it the thought of like you've, you've invested that time and if it doesn't work oh my word you've missed your slot mm. you know what I have found is that seed we've saved it's been really fresh and you get a much better result okay. so give it a go that is interesting sweet pea seeds they're fabulous they're up in a flash and the ones you buy you're waiting and waiting for them to pop up I, I had to empty a compost bin this year because I had to move it. Um, we've had a whole thing going on with our garden. So anyway, there was a, a compost bin which luckily had old compost in that was ready. It, all, it was all ready to be taken out and laid on the ground. And there's a whole new area of, of garden I'm now bringing into having vegetables and, and flowers. And looking at it, I just let it sit there and, and there are loads of courgette plants. I mean, I have planted courgette plants and I always have too many, but I really have too many this year because they've all popped up and I'm terrible. I'm not very good at thinning out. I'm not very good at, you know, getting rid of them, the ones that don't look so so healthy. I just want them all to grow just in case something <laughs> happens. And I have a ridiculous amount of courgette plants thriving in this weather now, which has taken me by complete surprise. But I guess that's what happens, isn't it, with homemade compost? Do you have homemade compost here? Is that yeah. something you use? Yeah. yeah. Have you had that happen to you? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I think you also go through, like, we had a phase of, we had lots of sticks in our, there was a phase, there was a phase of, like, I think we had someone who was very good at composting and went through, we went through this stage. So when you're bringing the compost out, you go, oh, this is when we were doing this side type of compost. Yeah, we've got a lot of um, sawdust at the moment, haven't we? You get a lot of tomatoes in um, compost, actually. So sometimes you get a lot of tomato seeds come through. It's quite fun sometimes seeing what's coming. I've got loads of lilies coming out of my homemade compost. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. So, wow. That's amazing. Which sounds lovely, but the lily beetle has been ter- terribly bad this year. So, yeah, it's really everywhere. But, yeah, it's fun to see what happens. And do you just let your wildflower gardens every year just self-sow and, and um, you know, take off like they are at the moment? Yes, this year we're going to get them scythe. I think maybe late autumn. That they need to seed first. Yeah, and um, it will be September. Some, is it? Thank mm. you. We'll do it then. Because this year we actually missed it. So in the spring we were just busy raking it out and putting all the loose grass under the soft fruit beds just to keep the moisture in. But uh, I think you get more flowers when you have cut it because... Often there's a lot of bird's foot trefoil in it, but because we didn't cut it this year, they're only on the verges. But there's a lot of buttercups we've had this year. Mm. I find it fascinating because each year you get a different flower that's popping up that you haven't seen before. Again, gardening being exciting, (laughs) isn't it? And it's just such a joy. But yeah, late August, September, and do it on a dry day when you've got dry weather for a few days and just leave it and then rake it all off a couple of days later. You can compost all of that so you have a layer of lovely sort of <laughs> old meadow in your compost bin. But um, yeah, you can, you can cut it 
a couple of times in the year if you want to so just kind of reduce its height by half around about now but why would you it's a very difficult thing to do because it's so beautiful that lets more light into other seedlings coming up but I would only do that if it was really bothering you and why would this bother you it's lovely though it is lovely it's beautiful here thank you very much for inviting us here again and having us over and just been great to catch up and find out what's been going on here at the community garden and to see it in all its glory Amory isn't it it's, oh, it's stunning it's like a lovely hug isn't it here mm. we could hang out here all evening <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for coming yeah, thank, thank you, you. if any of the listeners want to come you're very welcome Sue Alex Leslie I hope to see you again soon Together with Anne-Marie and Claire. New every month and only from Petersfield's Shine Radio. Rise and shine with Petersfield's Shine Radio. Rise and shine. Whatever local information comes in, you'll be the very first to know. You'll feel those ribs expand. And okay, then... I'm doing it, I'm doing Are it. Are you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, welcome back to Rise and Shine. You're with Alan Cox this morning. What could be better? Good morning, it's good to be with you. I'm Harrison RB. It's the brighter way to start your day in the Petersphere. As long as you're breathing, <laughs> you're doing OK. <laughs> I'm so, with you, Vicky. <laughs> Rise and shine, weekday mornings from six, with Petersfield's Shine Radio. I think that's lovely.